The VPM Daily Newscast is sponsored by Kanawa Capital Management. Your financial life is unique, complex, and dynamic. Kanawa Capital Management's team of credentialed professionals has been helping its clients build wealth and confidence through personalized planning and informed investing since 1989. Learn more at cancap.com. That's K-A-N-C-A-P.com. You're listening to the VPM Daily Newscast, the recap of today's top stories in Central Virginia. From the VPM Newsroom in Richmond, I'm Benjamin Dolly. A top state lawmaker says the Virginia General Assembly won't vote this month on a plan to give the Washington commanders tax breaks to build a stadium. The move comes after Commander's Defense Coordinator Jack Del Rio described the January 6th attack on the Capitol as a, quote, dust-up. Over the past few months, lawmakers have been negotiating a bill to help lure the team to Northern Virginia. But a state senator involved in negotiations confirmed to VPM News that the bill has no path forward, at least until next year. At least one Democrat cited Del Rio's comments as the reason for backing out of the deal. A top Republican has expressed concerns over costs. A part of the state budget proposal excludes private colleges and universities from funding for lab schools. As Megan Polly reports, amendments from the governor are due next week before the final budget is approved. Back in January, close to 30 Virginia institutions signed agreements with the state vowing to advocate for the expansion of lab schools and to allow all public and private Virginia colleges and universities to create them. Several of these schools were nonprofit private universities, like Hampton University, also a historically black school. Joy Hernandez runs the Hampton University Child Development Center and would love to convert the current program into a formal lab school. The center actually was one in the 1990s. I consider it a lab school still because we are still doing research. We still have students that do it here. We still have um, universities that come and partner with us. Delegate Glenn Davis told VPM News that he expects Governor Glenn Youngkin to put forward a budget amendment to extend the lab school funding to private colleges, including Hampton. Megan Polly, VPM News. A proposal to create a fund for victims of mass violence didn't make it into the budget this year. But a state lawmaker has asked Governor Glenn Youngkin to add the $10 million to the budget through an amendment. The Mass Violence Care Fund would provide long-term financial support to survivors and the families of those who were killed during mass violence events. The initiative had bipartisan support in the House and Senate. Financial benefits for victims of the Virginia Beach Municipal shooting in 2019 have already run out. Many of the survivors say they need help with health expenses that are not covered by insurance. Some state workers are expressing more concerns over Governor Youngkin's new telework policy. They're expected to return to the office a minimum of four days a week by July 5th, according to 8 News. A survey from the Virginia Government Employees Association released this week shows rising gas prices, child care, and COVID-19 exposures as the leading worries employees have about in-person work schedules. Almost half of state employees teleworked before the pandemic, and some see the new policy as rushed. The association is urging the administration to hold off on returning to the office until September. This week, Richmond City officials unveiled their vision for a new development near Scott's Edition. Those plans include a proposal to demolish the Arthur Ashe Jr. Athletic Center. Officials say the 6,000-seat athletic center has become obsolete due to years of neglect. The 40-year-old building is managed by the Richmond School Board, but the deed is held by the city, according to the Richmond Times-Dispatch. 
Richmond resident Clarence Kenny agrees the center hasn't been maintained, but says it should be repaired so students can continue to benefit from it. We're dealing with poor, low-income people, and there needs to be a consideration for the activities that they're offered. And to say that the authorized center is obsolete, so does that mean the young people are obsolete? Because that's a facility that they can use. There are no concrete plans to replace the athletic center. Its demolition is part of the city's plan to redevelop the area surrounding the Diamond Baseball Stadium. According to the Virginia Department of Social Services, there are only 12 assisted living facilities that are not fully licensed. Fillmore Place in Petersburg is among the small fraction of these facilities operating on a six-month provisional license, which is set to expire on Saturday. If not renewed, the future of the facility and the residents who live there is in question. Megan Pauley reports on some of the recent complaints and state code violations at the Petersburg Assisted Living Facility. I met Kevin Harris at his home in Petersburg, where he spread out enlarged photos on his kitchen table. And this this also a bed and I can't think of the room number, but you can see how caked up the bed bugs is up, up in this mattress. Harris worked at Fillmore Place for a couple of weeks earlier this year and showed me copies of photos of the facility he says he captured on his phone. Harris points to another photo of torn wet bed sheets. Most of the time I go in the room, I see a dead rat just laying there, you know, dead. And um, I see like beds just wet. And then I see a resident come and lay right back in it. Fillmore Place Administrator Brenda Seal told VPM News she thinks the photos were staged. But many of the issues Harris raised are documented as official violations VPM News received from the Department of Social Services through a public records request. An inspection report from last December outlines over 20 separate code violations. Soiled sheets and an odor of urine, bed bugs in beds and on the wall, gnats flying throughout the facility, lamps without light bulbs, and bathrooms without supplies like toilet paper and soap poor documentation of resident services, and more. I was absolutely horrified. That's Mary Helen McSweeney-Feld, aging services expert at Towson University. She reviewed the records obtained by VPM News as well as other recent news reports about the facility. If, in fact, nothing has been addressed, I would describe them as horrific, and I would also describe them as conditions that are really abusive to any older adults or people with disabilities that are forced to live in those types of conditions. Brenda Seal, the administrator for Fillmore Place, told VPM News that they have taken steps to address the violations, including hiring a cleaning crew and having pest control come more frequently. But not all violations were limited to hygiene and record keeping. The December inspection report also noted discrepancies in what support services residents needed and what they'd been receiving. For example, the facility's description of need indicated that some residents were able to dress and bathe independently, contradicting state assessments. Deborah Dobbs, a professor at the University of South Florida's School of Aging Studies, also reviewed the state inspection reports. She said that while the conditions at Fillmore were unacceptable, solutions aren't so straightforward. It is tricky because they may not, on one hand, if you close a place like this, where are those people going to go? Dobbs pointed out that most of Fillmore's residents have disabilities or mental illness. People who are there with behavioral health problems may not also have family or the the family's not really helping pay for the cost of care. Seal said that only a handful of residents have family members that visit 
and the majority are incontinent, which contributes to the difficulty to keep the facility clean. She says she's still having a hard time getting up to full staff after she lost half of her employees during the pandemic. The Department of Social Services did not grant an interview with VPM News about Fillmore Place because of an active investigation underway into complaints there. Megan Polly, VPM News. This has been the VPM Daily Newscast. Some of these stories may have changed since the newscast was recorded. You can stay connected to what matters by heading to vpm.org news or follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at MyVPM. VPM. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.